Speak now, or forever hold your peace. Speak now, to further continue your lies. Speak now, for the silence is even more deafening than the noise. Salutations, Snowdrift County. This is your community news. Hey citizens, I'm just coming back from Bromdale. Had to represent station management in the Denise Davies versus SDCR civil case. Did you know that ghosts are actually capable of taking legal action against you? Or that they even existed? I seriously thought that was just some line for Viero's ad, not an actual example. Unfortunately, the case didn't go well and we will be experiencing some budget cuts for a while. Not sure how long that while will be, though. It shouldn't affect tonight's show, though. But for the next few weeks or so, we might have to give more time to advertisements, and we'll have to put a charge on personal ads sent in to us. Although we've already been doing that as another layer to the screening process. I actually have a couple here on my desk for tonight. So let's just get the first one out of the way. This one comes from Delilah Cook of the Cook, Barta, and Hyde Real Estate Agency, Preston Branch. Are you looking to relocate? Are you tired of the bustle of Brondale, the hustle of Preston, or the constant droning hum emitting from the power transmitter in Wardencliffe? If so, we at Cook, Barta, and Hyde can help you. We collect listings from all shelters available for sale, for rent, or anything in between throughout Snowdrift County. Just go on our website, find the new home that you want to move into, and send us a message on Sauna. If you can afford it, we will take care of all the paperwork and we will contact you with the move-in date. We are currently having a special on houses for sale in Kirkman and Wardencliffe, after an influx of houses entering the market. Many of the houses go as low as $4,000 and we are currently waiving 60% of our paperwork fee. There is also quite a few openings on apartments in Bromdale as well, with a two-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment going as low as $500 a month, including utilities and kitchen furnishings. We all get bored with our environment and need to escape all the frustrations. This deal won't be around for long, take your chance to get away from it all today. Huh. I've been thinking of moving up to Bromdale recently, get Danielle closer to school. But when I tried to apply for a possible change of address with station management, they sent me a strongly worded letter of rejection. Apparently the contract I have with them requires me to live in Wardencliffe for as long as I continue to host this show. Sadly, I don't have the skills for any other job. I've been doing this for long as I can remember, actually. I don't even remember applying. Only starting my first day, right out of high school. Anyway, on to actual news. Annie Germain is still being held guard at the Sheriff's Tower after she returned on her own a couple weeks ago, and is now residing in a separate apartment from her parents. Sheriff Walters, who's overseeing Annie's case, interviewed her shortly after she returned. Annie claims that she was aware that she was breaking her detention when leaving the tower, but she was ordered by Winston Correctional Officers to assist with moving snow, 
so that the guards could join in searching for our now lost neighbors. Snowdrift County's oldest resident, Meredith Broxton, was able to corroborate her testimony as she was also helping clear the snow. The sheriff was only recently able to make contact with Meredith and ask why Annie was missing for so long. Ms. Broxton replied with the following, what she declared as an official statement of alibi, quote, There was a lot of snow. It took hours to clear. Afterwards, I felt sorry for the poor girl. I brought her over for a warm cup of tea and to watch the fire. She took an interest in my diaries and old photos, even offered to help me sort them out, the dear. There was quite a lot to go through, and not many people are willing to listen to my stories. I'm afraid that it was really between the sorting and the stories that took so long. I made sure to get her back to the tower as soon as we were done with everything." Unquote. In response to this development in the case of this history student in the midst of our community, the county senate has updated the commands of the statuesque guard watching over the slippery miscreant and it has now been approved to have autonomous movement in order to prevent anyone other than themselves and Sheriff Walters from having access to her holding apartment. However, the charges of breaking detention have been dropped since all of Annie's time away from the tower has been used for the benefit of Snowdrift County as a whole. While most of Meredith's stories are dismissed since they contain forbidden knowledge, it is rather dangerous to interact with her personal artifacts. Speaking of potentially dangerous artifacts... The grimacing obelisk in downtown Preston is now hovering. Preston experienced heavy snowfall at approximately 1am last night. Moments into the storm, the wind began whispering, harshly speaking the names of the lost citizens. There were some capable of witnessing the obelisk through the curtains of dense snow. Teresa Broscovi contacted the station to release the following witness statement. After the wind stopped whispering, the snow got really heavy. Big clumps of flakes blanketed my hand in seconds just sticking it out into the open. I was still able to see the obelisk from my balcony though. It's hard to miss something that pitch black in fresh blankets of snow. But from what I saw, it just started spinning. In spite of how fast it went, snow still gathered on it. If I didn't have my telescope fixed on it, I wouldn't have been able to see it. Once it was covered in snow, it started rising. Must have went up about 50 feet in the air before it just stopped. It continued to rotate until the snow fell off it. Then it started to shine a gray light, like a spotlight above its grin. It started looking south, and it's been up there since. As much of an eyesore it is, you've gotta like the gumption of something that is willing to look down on everything like that. The county senate is yet to release a statement about the odd behavior of this strange monument that they have been very nonchalant about. However, Preston Mayor Daryl Livingston said the following, The thing is ugly, and now it has an eye. However, it's 50 feet off the ground. Not much we can do about it. I tried throwing snowballs at it, but I only heard yelling. I would not suggest doing that. Just go about your business, and I doubt it will do anything. Actually, I heard it rose even higher since I started broadcasting. I wonder if I could see it from down here. I'm gonna grab my binoculars and take a look. While I do that, citizens, here's a word from our sponsors.
Coming soon to Bromdale Theatre. Farewell, Sweetheart, a live performance. Starring Nathaniel Archer as Zeus Hayworth, and in her first ever role, Veronica Price as Juniper Sweets. A musical story about a confectionist woman and the diabetic man that she stalks. Every night she leaves a surprise of custom candies at his doorstep. He knows it's her, and he tries to avoid her. But she will always be there. They're just finishing up rehearsals, but you will know when opening night is when bonbons are seen glowing in the sky. Well, I couldn't see the obelisk from here. Too much snow in the way. But I did come back to my desk with exciting news for everyone. Tonight is your last chance to see Rascal Cleave and the Bar Keys during the Missing Pulpit Hidden Tour. Their last show will be taking place somewhere in Bromdale. So far, the band Sauna Page has been going nuts over trying to figure out where it is. So far, from what I've gathered, this is what's going on. The Barkey brothers, James and David, were last spotted taking their little sister and drummer for the band, Daria, to the playground at Liberty Park. David had his bass guitar with him to do some practicing before the show. As for Cleveland Randall, he has been spotted at the Yule Log Diner, eating their newest breakfast special, Piney Cakes. A stack of four buttermilk pancakes with maple syrup and bacon cooked right into them, and topped with whipped cream. I had it before going to the courthouse this morning. It is delicious. The saltiness of the bacon and the sweetness of the syrup really help the otherwise bland pancakes they have at the Yule Log Diner. Anyway, based on these sightings, everyone is coming up with the idea that the show is going to be taking place at one of these two locations. But I could have sworn that I saw their tour bus at the Bromdale Tourist Association when I was coming back from the courthouse. They usually play somewhere within 5 miles of where they park the bus. Neither the diner nor the park are in that range. So personally, I think they'll be playing at Sothogla Square in front of Snowdrift County Hall. But what would I know? I was only the first person to find their show in the mouth of the caverns here in Warmcliffe. But with everyone on the hunt, looking for where the band will be playing, the streets are pretty busy. So let's take a quick look at the traffic to see how difficult getting around will be. Wow, things are pretty crazy out there. I haven't seen people going all out like this since we had that contest to find two matching snowflakes. An advisory notice from the county senate has been made for pedestrians to avoid walking around Liberty Park and Sathagua Square in order to give proper clearance for the volume of sleds coming from all over the county and cars coming in from Preston. But enough with current events, let's move on to future events in sports. The final match for this psychokinetic dueling season is coming up next week. After last night's crushing defeat of the Blairsville Jackalopes, the Preston Wampus Cats will be facing off against the Bromdale Moose. Also, the Bromdale Gymnasium has finally been repaired, so this will be the first indoor match for the season. 
you definitely know I'll be there to cheer for my appointed genderless child, Bromdale Captain Danielle Wheeler, as they lead the Moose to the top of the league and bring home the trophy, finally nabbing it from Preston Private Schools. After the psychokinetic finals, the gymnasium will be setting up for the tennis league starting next month, and will be hosting tryouts for the Bromdale Moose tennis team. Those looking to try and get into the doubles league will only have to spend the night in the newly built gymnasium, as per request of the head of the Bromdale school board, Sharon McLaughlin. Tryouts are first thing in the morning, so be sure to find a comfortable place to lay down right after the game. And to bring a blanket. On Sunday, Blairsville Academy is having one last public practice before the final poetry recitation competition. In spite of the usual favoritism by Blairsville Academy English professor and judge for the Poetry Recitation League, Stacy Burks, the Blairsville Jackalopes are barely holding up their lead over the Kirkman Woodchucks. While the Jackalopes have been able to easily impress Professor Burks with their use of complex imagery to convey emotion, these same techniques do not impress the other two judges, Brondale English teacher Roger Jones, and Preston English professor Blake Darlington, who prefer the more relaxed and simplistic styles and intensity in recitation of the Kirkman Woodchucks. Anyone who is willing to watch and review the Jackalopes practice need only be at the Blairsville Academy Student Union at any point on Sunday. They will be practicing there all day. I have just received an urgent news bulletin from the Sheriff's Tower citizens. Deputy Sheriff Marshall was patrolling at the foothills of the Southern Peaks, making sure to wear proper windproof clothing before heading out. While he was out, he came across someone laying in the snow. It was a man dressed in a gray trench coat, a black fedora over his face. The deputy lifted the fedora to find the man's skin was blue, his eyes wide open. He placed his head to the man's chest to listen for a heartbeat, only to hear the sound of water running through a cavern. Suddenly, he heard a snap. Lifting his head up, Deputy Marshall watched as the face of this man laying in the snow cracked. The man started to move. As he moved, the bluish hue on the man's skin flaked off, revealing light gray skin underneath. The man stood up leaving the deputy kneeling in front of him. He stretched, flaking off more of the bluish hue of his skin as he did so. The man stood there for a moment, gazing out at the cities, saying something the deputy could not recall before walking north. The deputy examined the blue flakes that came off the man, only to have them melt in his hands. The blue coating that covered the man was only ice. He stood to talk to the man, but he was gone. There was nothing more than the ice that clung to his skin to show that this strange man was there. The deputy took what he could back to the tower to examine it, and once it melted, he found that the water contained abnormally high levels of salt, enough that would make it unsafe for us to drink. The county senate has sent out an advisory to avoid this strange man and to run to your nearest Church of Sathagwa representative immediately. All spottings of this man are to be reported to the nearest authority as quickly as possible. 
The Senate did not give reason as to why, but their words show worry and disarray. Oh, shoot. I forgot to read off this last personal ad. Um, looks like I got enough time left in the broadcast to do it now. This one comes from Henry O'Malligan, owner of Malligan's Pub and Grill in Brondale. Planning a night on the town? Why not make Malligan's your last stop while you paint the town red? We got hot and cold drinks of all varieties here. From a warmed foam and apple cider to everyone's favorite chocolate milkshake. We are also bringing in a new special limited time only item to our menu. The Super Burrito. A flour tortilla stuffed with a full pound of ground beef, plus any vegetables that you may request fresh from Kirkman Farm Warehouses and slathered in cheddar jalapeno cheese. And of course, we have our famous cheeseburgers. All this and more at Maligan's Pub and Grill. Come in and meet your friends. I think I will, Henry. And that super burrito sounds amazing, but it will probably have to wait until later in the week. Traffic's too crazy to go out right now. All right, it looks like our time together is up, citizens. Best of luck to those looking for the Rascal Cleave show. Fear not the obelisk. And I look forward to the next time when my voice is projected through your speakers. Good night, Snowdrift County. And stay warm. Salutation Snowdrift is a Broken Unicorn Studios production. Written and performed by Nicholas Gold. All music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Check out his stuff at incompetech.com. Want to keep up with what we're doing? Feel free to subscribe and follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Have any questions or comments? Want to help us out with the show? Send us an email at brokenunicornstudios at gmail.com. And thank you for listening.